Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Hello, dear listener, and welcome back to Owning It, the Anxiety Podcast with me, Caroline Foran. I am first of all going to apologize for the stop start nature of this season and um, if you follow me on social media you will know that I've had a bit of a bumpy ride of it lately um, and as such had to just shelve everything work-wise and lean into my situation and um, which was to support my son through very um r- really intense separation anxiety um, which had a massive impact on me and, and and still is having one. I think we're just starting to uh, see light at the end of the tunnel. Um, so for this episode, it's just me. I just want to take stock and have an honest chat about where I've been at mentally, anxiety-wise. Um, depression even has been a new thing for me that was not very familiar to me um which I'd like to talk about a little bit and um some of the things that I've learned in trying to support my son and myself through the last few months that may actually be helpful going forward because I really do believe that in every road bump or struggle as hard as it can be you always take something forward and there's always some learning there doesn't always have to be, like not everything in life has to be this teachable moment. Um, that that's, It's exhausting if you try and look for that all the time. But now that I feel that I'm coming out the other side, there are a few things I've gotten more clarity on, I suppose, um, that may or may not be helpful to you as someone listening who experiences anxiety. Um, so I guess I'm just going to maybe like interview myself here <laughs> um, and... I will be back from next week with more guest episodes and really look forward to getting into some of the topics that I had said I would get into and I think are really necessary conversations. Um, So yeah, for now it's just me and just another wee reminder to go and sign up to Owning It Real Time if you haven't already. It's 
been so well received by those who have signed up. Um, it has been a light in the dark for people in the moments of really intense anxiety to have something really tangible to turn to and really effective that helps them move through the anxiety. So I've gotten such lovely feedback and I can only hope that the, the word keeps spreading. So all you have to do is go to the link in the podcast notes here on this episode or any other episode or go to the link in my bio on Instagram and sign up. It's a one-off payment of 10 euro or whatever the equivalent is wherever you're from. You, you just pay once and then you don't pay again. And then you get access to the library of 10 new audio guides. But also within that audio library is the original Panic Attack Rescue episode, which is my most listened to episode, which I've moved in there as that library is more of a, a, a tool, a resource now. Um, so you can still access the original one in there that has been a comfort to so many people. That one's about 20 minutes long and the rest are about 10 minutes long. Um, so yeah, do sign up and let me know what you think. For now, I hope you are good. It's Monday at the time of recording and sharing this episode. Um, whenever you listen to it, I hope you're using this as a moment to just step out of the the monotony of life or the busyness of life or the stress of life and, and reconnect with yourself and, and just take a moment um, for you. I, for the first time in months last night, did like a solo walk it was the first time I was able to step away from doing bedtime with my son and in order for my husband to be able to do bedtime I have to just not be available like I, if I'm in the house there's no way he's gonna not want uh, Caelan's gonna not want me to do it so I put on my headphones I put on my runners and I went out and I walked the legs off myself for an hour and a half and Oh my God, it just felt so good to listen. I listened, I didn't actually listen to a podcast. I listened to some, well, I started off listening to some kind of sad music because I really wanted to feel all the feelings. And I think that's a really worthwhile thing to do. Um, and then once I'd kind of gotten that out of my system, I went straight to the Beyonce's of the world. And um, I, I think my gait must have changed. I started walking with such... Uh, purpose and swagger and I just felt like yes I am I'm still here I've got this I'm in there somewhere amidst all of the feelings that have been kind of snowing me under um but it just made me realize just the importance of time alone for those of us who suffer with anxiety we don't always recharge in other people's company like if I was to go for a walk with a friend yes it would be lovely to have a chat but it would be a different kind of recharging it was nice not to talk it was nice just to let my mind wander and there's something really special in letting your mind go wherever it wants to go I think it, it's like exercising your mind um, and it's really good for you and I know sometimes with anxiety we can be afraid to be alone with our thoughts um, but if you put in the right kind of music and you give yourself you know, a time limit, I suppose, like I'm going to go for this 20 minute walk and when I come back, then I'll be engaged in whatever else is going on. It's maybe not something to be afraid of. Um, and I think when there's exercise built into it, it's it's different. You probably have more endorphins going on and more happy hor hormones. So it's not like sitting in the dark at home. I had to briefly stop and come back there because my son realised that I was not coming down as soon as he thought I was going to come down and had an absolute shit fit um so 
yeah, while I say I'm coming out the other side, in, in many ways we're, we're still very much in it. Um, but I don't feel as mentally bleak as I used to. So, okay, for anyone who isn't familiar, um, let me talk a bit about what's been going on. So, my little boy, he's going to be three in August, so he's two and seven months now, and he is a wonderful, wonderful child, but he's incredibly sensitive. He would fit the bill of being a highly sensitive child. Um, and this is not a diagnosis. This is just like a, a trait, a kind of a personality trait almost, um, where they feel things greatly. And, um, generally while highly sensitive kids grow up to be super, um, compassionate and empathetic and in touch with their feelings and aware, it can make the parenting stage when they're young, really, really, really challenging. And, it's always been really challenging like it's been the hardest few years of my life maybe not including 2014 when I had my really awful mental breakdown with anxiety but it's the parenting experience has been so much harder than I ever thought it would be and I'm I'm surprised in a way that I have coped as well as I have coped if if I can even say that because if I had known how hard it was going to be, I would have thought there's no way I would manage. But you, I guess you just, you just do. Um, so yeah, highly sensitive child. Um, then as part of that, separation anxiety can be a much, much bigger issue for them. And um, my son has never willingly kind of gone to anyone else or anything. Like it's, you know, it's always been a bit of coaxing involved. And um, it just really ramped up a while ago and long story short it's partly to do with the age that they get to when they start to have more like you know their imagination is more fertile they're they're able to think about the idea of being separated from you and in one way it's a really good thing that they have such a strong attachment to their primary caregiver which is me um but it doesn't it just makes it so much harder for that primary caregiver because it's you know and for him because he really feels very upset to be not with me and it's not a case of, you know, dropping a kid off to crash and them crying and then them being distracted 10 minutes later. With Caelan, it got to the point where he was in so much distress, he wouldn't calm down from it. And it was really, really, really stressful for everyone involved and really worrying. Um, and so basically what, <laughs> through the jigs and the rails, what we figured out was that he was probably lactose intolerant. And didn't feel well a lot of the time because he started to always say like I don't feel well my tummy's at me uh, rub my want, want mommy to rub my tummy a lot and I wasn't sure if it was just the anxiety piece or whether there was something actually bothering him because oftentimes there can be something at play you know with me anyway when I was growing up it was I was always anxious but I was anxious because I never felt well and I never felt well because I was eating dairy and dairy didn't agree with me and then it becomes this cycle of like well, now I feel sick because I'm anxious, but I was originally feeling sick because there was something that didn't agree with me. So Caelan had a vomiting bug, a really, really severe one in January or in very early January. And I was told then that they can develop temporary lactose intolerance after that, um, which I'd never heard of before. Um, and I like just decided to just like things couldn't get any worse. I'll just pull away from the lactose for a while and we'll see how he, how he feels because it was at the point where he was so just lifeless like listless absolutely losing his mind when our minder would come in the morning because that meant mommy was going to be gone um, and and there was no kind of distracting him there was no 
diverting his attention and he was really tired all the time but not sleeping well and then within a few days of being off the lactose he was just like it was like night and day he was just in such so much better form and we realized like this whole time he's probably just not felt well and this you know when you don't feel well when you're that young of course you just want like your mommy or the person who you attach with most um which would have really driven the separation anxiety up several notches so and then there was a couple of times where we accidentally gave him some dairy and he really nosedived again and we were like okay this obviously is something here um so that improved things somewhat um but it took us such a long time to get there and by that time he had learned to be so anxious and his separation anxiety had like wired into his brain that it wasn't a matter of just like okay I don't have a pain in my tummy now I'm fine I'm free as a bird it had been like coded in and we had to work so hard me mostly to try and settle his little nervous system down before I could then build upon it and try and build his confidence and you know experiment with me stepping away I got to the point where as much as popular thought might think you know you just have you have to leave you have to keep going you know they have to just get over it I knew in my heart of hearts that that was not I mean that was not working for him and it wasn't going to improve so I decided to lean into it as much as I could and that meant losing every minute of time that would have been for myself and being available to him and being with him so our minder kept coming but I was there with them the whole time because I wanted him to stop thinking of her as a signal that mommy was going to be gone I wanted to just break that cycle of thought for him and it, it just felt like such a massive responsibility I mean parenting is anyway but to to be shaping at such a formative age like the the wiring and the thought processes and the patterns and things that can really impact a kid growing up and like determine how much of an anxious person he is or not and I was like oh my god like I feel this is just such an enormous job um but I really wanted to do what maybe wasn't done for me and I don't mean that in a disrespectful way to my parents but like say okay I hear you I see that you're afraid it's really hard mommy is here let's work on it together as opposed to you're fine like you know don't be silly which was generations of how I mean and I think anyone listening will have will recognize that and you know because we didn't know any better um but now we know so much more about the child brain and um and, and how important it is to validate them um so that's what I did but in that my own mental health took such a dive because I had no time for myself I had had to let go of any career stuff like where I thought I would be work-wise career-wise um had to just I had to just shelve it and and not know if there was would there would be anything to come back to um I had to like lose out on money I had to cancel talks that I was giving for the likes of International Women's Day um I had absolutely no social life I couldn't go anywhere I, I was the only one who could do bedtime and I had to be there you know, each night because he would wake up several times a night and only I could go in, he would lose his mind if Barry went into him. So I, I wasn't sleeping at all. Um, my days were really long and I couldn't even go to the toilet. I couldn't even get dressed. I couldn't even have a shower without him being there. And it was so intense. And it was just, I mean, all my friends kept saying, you know, you have to take care of yourself. And I was like, I don't feel like I have a choice here. Like, 
he's my priority. I don't, right now, I cannot step away and say, I'm going to a hotel, like you guys just deal with it because I would have just been kicking the can down the road and I would have had to deal with it at some point. So both Barry and I decided as hard as it was, I just needed to surrender to it and be there with him. And it took a lot longer than we thought it would take for him, for his little system to calm down. Um, but eventually then, you know, he was able, I mean, it took weeks, but he would leave the house with Barry without me. And I remember, I mean, it was only two weeks ago, the feeling of elation that, oh my God, maybe we're turning a corner here. And I realised how depressed I'd become um, and depression was such is such a new thing for me because all through my experience of anxiety when I was younger I was depressed as like a symptom of the anxiety I was so miserable about how anxious I was but I it was never a case of like wanting to give up and not wanting to be here well okay there was one or two points where I thought I thought if my life was ever wasn't ever going to change I maybe wouldn't want to be around which was bleak 今日は、私たちのスリープのスリープのスリープのスリープのスリープのスリープのスリープのスリープのスリープのスリープのスリープのスリープのスリープのスリープのスリープのスリープのスリープのスリープのスリープのスリープのスリープのスリープのスリープの
and it was just that day after day after day after day for for what felt like such a long time and my thoughts went to really dark places um and also this feeling of I think a belief that I've always and I've whenever I've struggled I've always come back to that like um, are you just weak are you just not able for this are you just not cut out for this why is it you that's struggling when you know when I compare myself to my friends and their experiences of motherhood seems so much more so much lighter and so much more enjoyable um and I can very quickly like go to self-blame like is is my son anxious because of all the choices I've made is it because you're an anxious person is it because you stopped breastfeeding him is it because you did some sleep training when he was really um young no I logically don't I know that none of these things you, you can't point one to the other but this is where your mind goes when you're that kind of vulnerable um is it because I've mothered him too much? You know, all all these different things that just you feel responsible for it and you feel like you're the only person who can solve it as well. Um, and yeah, I really felt suffocated. And I also realized at that point, you know, all the content we consume about self-care, um, it's all well and good when you have the time to go and execute it. But when you're really back to basics, there's very little you can actually do and for me the only things that I could do were to try and breathe like do really nice breathing so like count in breathe in for a count of four out for a count of eight to really slow down that out breath um I was I started taking some supplements like ashwagandha and a valerian root just to try and better support my um my cognitive function and my my adrenal glands and my stress response um, so like what I was thinking, what can I do while I'm, while I'm in this situation? I decided obviously to, to take the pressure off work wise. And while I felt like I was, you know, failing with that and I had let people down, I was very grateful that I was in a position where, you know, Barry can cover our bills and our mortgage while, you know, while I look after our son, I, it, I wasn't in a situation where I had no choice but to work, which was a relief. So I just took the pressure off there and said, look, this, I'm in this season right now I'm not in a season of, of career stuff so you know I can pick that up later on um it didn't stop me feeling a bit crap about it though I mean I felt like a social comparison then picks up when you're online and you're scrolling and seeing people do it all uh appear to do it all and you're like oh god like I can barely manage just to get through the day as a mother um and yeah so back to basics really just like I would like to say I was, you know, eating good food and stuff, but I wasn't like I was just comfort eating and that's what I needed to do and definitely drinking too much because I just wanted to numb the feeling at the end of the day and I've had to look at my my relationship with alcohol, I suppose, because it became less of like an enjoyment thing or less of a social thing and more of like a a crutch or something to um wash away the feelings which I know is not a good thing um especially when it's a Monday evening and it's like 6 p.m and you're looking at the clock being like can I have a drink yet um so yeah there was that and then on top of all of that on top of all the emotional and stuff that I had to deal with them um, and you know the worry about my son and and the not knowing if it would ever improve and you know consulting all these different experts of wondering oh my god like you know what are we dealing with here I also had had to go and get an MRI scan on my back so I've been suffering with chronic back pain 
and um just going for the MRI was a huge deal because it meant I had to leave the house um and it, it, that has been impossible with my son lately um for the last few months uh because he just can't cope and um doesn't calm down so I was really stressed about that um but anyway I went and got the MRI done it turns out I have herniated or bulging discs but they also found a cyst in my ovary which is pretty big and I have to go and explore that now but what that can also mean is that you can get pelvic pain because of a cyst as well it's like a symptom of it so I yeah the, the chronic back pain um definitely not helped by the stress at all um, and one just exacerbating the other like of course I don't feel like I can manage or respond the way I would like to when I'm not in pain and of course my back pain is flaring up because I'm stressed and I, I can't get a chance to like rest or do the things I need to do so I just got really really stuck in this horrible vortex of stress anxiety depression pain worry um I'm sure I became hard to be around because I didn't really have anything good to say I was trying desperately to um focus on on the good stuff but really just feeling like I just had to keep telling myself it was temporary and everyone just kept telling me you know it's just a phase and it always is but it's really hard when you're in the thick of something to believe that it's a phase and that it's not I think when you're if you're suffering with depression even if it's as temporary as it has been for me you just get this sense of permanency about wherever you are um, so yeah the things that helped me were I started making notes in my phone of things that had gone right that day so I mean you're talking the tiniest wins um, if if I managed to get a shower in and he was happy to be outside the door like little things like that things that I was grateful for um, so small wins and things that I was grateful for such as um, you know being able to to take a step back from work without having the financial stress as well Um music like I say for my walk helped massively so as much as I was you know with my son all day long and feeling like oh my god I'm I'm trapped here I just started putting on music every day and it made our time together so much more enjoyable and it lifted my mood so much um and I really like rediscovered the power of music because I kind of lost touch with it because I wasn't you know going for walks I wasn't commuting I wasn't I wasn't really ever listening to music and um it sounds so basic but it's just it can change your mood in an instant to listen to the right kind of music um, and and talking, just being able to vent to my closest friends, the friends who I know, I mean the real friends where you're not worried about what they're going to think about you, they're going to respond with just support, they're going to hear, the same way you have to respond to Caelan, like which is, or a, a child who is anxious, it's not just saying, oh well here try this instead, it's like I hear you, I see you, I know it's hard, it's okay to feel this way, you're not a bad person, you're not broken and that's the reassurance I've needed is that this felt to me like I, you know, I thought that after coming through the anxiety that I did years ago that like it couldn't happen to me again and parenting kind of knocked me on my side um, and kicked my ass <laughs> um, and I kind of got back to this belief of, is you know, like is it just you? Am I, am I just a bit broken? Um, so having people in your life who can see that you're not and see the fuller picture when you're in the depths of something is really important um and not just trying to constantly put a bow on it and say well at least this or at least that by just saying do you know what it's fucking shit right now and I'm having a shit time I don't feel happy I'm really miserable and I really 
just just really being blunt about it to the people that you really trust um I obviously shared my journey on social media uh because I think it's important it's always been important for me to to normalize the ups and downs of parenting like obviously like we see lots and lots of ups and the beautiful imagery and stuff um and then I, I think of someone like myself who would be struggling behind the scenes thinking oh my god is it just me so I've always wanted to just it's not about being negative it's about just showing the full picture whatever whatever that might be on any given day um so so yeah with with time with I think leaning into to Kaylin it did help to settle him down and then you know taking away the dairy helped him feel better and then we could start to put in place some things like you know experiments where he would maybe go out on the scooter just outside the house and I'd be looking out from the window and that kind of thing and bit by bit by bit I was able to bring Barry back into the fold and now he's able to go out with Barry without me and it's so I've had time to myself on the weekends and oh my god the difference it has made like I almost immediately no longer felt depressed because I felt like there I could breathe again like there really was um an end in sight or a better future in sight um and I realized how much I need that time alone and uh how much you can love your kids so much you can love the bones off them but if you are if you don't get to clog off the parenting clock for at least an hour or something here and there um you know you can't you're just your cup is empty as they say and and oh just it's not good for anyone I don't think um but he's been able to do bedtime again and of course bedtime is going so much better for Barry than it ever is for me because Caelan just you know he knows he can push it with me and he has a harder time with me leaving the room than he does with Barry um so now where we at where we are at is trying to build his confidence with you know his minder so he still won't leave the house with her without me going um or trying to build his confidence with other people who aren't me or Barry um and I think it's it's still gonna be a lot of work um we've been well I read this amazing book which I cannot recommend enough called um the whole child brain the whole brain child by Dan Siegel who is just such an incredible um I don't know if he's a neuroscientist or just a psychologist uh he just explains the brain so well and there's a couple of tools in his book which I think are they have been instrumental in in helping Kaylin get from A to B with the anxiety but also I think are so important for us as adults to, to keep in the back pocket and one of them is to connect and redirect and it's just about instead of trying to you know solve a problem when someone is in the thick of it just connect with them first connect with yourself first go and find a connection somewhere where they're not just putting a solution in front of you and um, so with Kaylin that's you know comforting him settling him down cuddling him whatever whatever it takes and then you know redirecting later so then you know not just trying to distract someone right away um not just trying to divert your attention but to connect in the moment that you're in feeling whatever it is you're feeling and only then saying okay now that we've settled things let's let's see what we can do to help um and I think there was a quote in his book about it's like you know bringing the child to shore before giving out to them or telling them not to swim out so far like don't try and have the teachable moment when they're out in the water because they can't hear it or see it and I think that really rings true for adults as well Um, I know there's been there's been times when you know I think we we rush in with it with a suggested solution or advice for someone when really what they're craving is just that connection first 
um, and that kind of calms you down and then you're more um, receptive to strategies or solutions and the other is name it to tame it um, which is just really about owning it I suppose um with I think with kids anyway there is a tendency to want to just you know if they had a scary experience just move past it no never mention it again but actually the research says it's really powerful to be like you know that you had a scary time you got a fright let's talk about that and help helping kids tell stories about what was happening um and helping them realize that they're okay now really shrinks down that fear response um as opposed to trying to push everything under the rug so for me you know since day one with anxiety things only improved when I was willing to name it and tame it and say look I'm I'm anxious I'm struggling that's okay this is where I am um and in in confronting it and being willing to accept where you are in that moment and not trying to change it um only then can you actually bring down that fear response and that stress response and then benefit from the things that we all do that will help us feel better um so not being in a state of denial not trying to pretend like nothing is wrong not putting on a happy face to suit everybody else um so they are two strategies from the book that I've I'll never be without again and I think it's just he just frames them very nicely and explains the brain very nicely um but the left brain and the right brain and you know how when we're mentally healthy those two parts of our brain are very much working together um, and sometimes things go awry when we're too much in the right brain or too much in the left brain um, and with kids they're all in the right brain so they're all emotion they're all you know um, that kind of primal responses whereas it takes a while for them to, to learn their, their left brain has to still under construction the left brain is where we have logic and linguistics and all these different things that um help balance and you know calm a fear response as we get older as as a fear arises um but little ones need a lot of support in this stage to if they're like you know highly sensitive some some kids don't some kids are just fearless and um, but that is not my my little man um so that is where I have been. It's been really, really hard. I still, at the same time, feel incredibly grateful for what I have. I know that I'm lucky. Um, I know that better days are coming. And I know that I am learning so much about myself. Um, and now that things are starting to improve, I'm going to book myself back into therapy because I wasn't able to go for a few weeks there. Um, and I really miss that. Um, and I'm really looking forward to getting back into the swing of things with the podcast and having some really good conversations um, and being able to bring more information and resources and tools to you guys. So thank you for listening. Um, I hope that, I mean, this is probably just put a Debbie Downer on your day. <laughs> um, but it's the reality of where I've been at and as you know I try to keep this connected as much to my own experience as possible because I'm not an expert I'm just someone sharing and facilitating these chats and um connecting experts with with people who need to hear hear it um so I always want to bring my own experience to the table um but I hope you have a good week I thank you so much for listening and I'll be back next week with a guest episode 
Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. The easiest way to access Owning It Real Time is to head to the link in the episode description or episode details, whatever you call them, show notes. You will find the link in there at the top. You can sign up right away for Owning It Real Time and access the full library of 10 situation-specific audio guides that will help you own your anxiety even more than you've ever done before.